Hey there, I'm Joanne Tambrakis, and this is Marketing, Mindfulness, and Martinis. Unfiltered conversations, or as I like to say, opinions shaken, not stirred, on what's changing and what's not in business and in life as we enter into the next normal. So pour yourself your beverage of choice, and let's get to it. Today, I welcome to the podcast, Katie Quinn. Katie is a wardrobe stylist, the founder of Q the Stylist, which just celebrated 10 years in business, which I think is quite a milestone for any entrepreneur. She was recently ranked the number one best personal stylist for 2020 by FSist in San Francisco. Now, Katie is based in New York City, but she will travel, I am sure, for a price. She has a unique approach and philosophy on personal styling, which I want to dive into today. Now, I first met Katie, and I checked my calendar on this because we have calendars that we can search in now, and it was in (laughs) 2013, and it was on a plane from San Francisco back to New York after I had spoken at a blogger pro conference on pitching and pricing. And as I remember it, it was not a good day for you, Katie, and you got stuck sitting next to me, the person who likes to talk to strangers who got you to talk about everything. And, and I think we talked and drank pretty much the whole way home. We did. (laughs) Well, and that was the first time really that New York was my home, that flight. Uh That's right. That's right. You were actually moving officially to New York. That was the official move. Yeah. I had already been in New York for a little while and then uh, I decided to stay. So that was the, I had gone back and, um, packed up everything. And then that was, that was the flight to yes, my new home. So, yeah, it was so and funny it, it, because I remember we were like another gin and tonic. <laughs> I think you were drinking ten, gin. I'm sure I was drinking vodka. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust a martini on an airplane. I wouldn't trust them to, to make one properly. But I think it's it's another, you know, I always like to point out how things like social media and your networks are so important to staying connected with people because I don't know if I would have really been connected with you had it not been for social media. And then down the road, we had another connection that was discovered again because of social media. Yes, yes. My dear friend, um, I mean, it's so crazy. She was like, how do you know Joanne? And I was like, how do you know Joanne? <laughs> right. Since I'm old enough to be both of your mothers, I know. It's like, how do you know how do, how do you know these things? I mean, but isn't that like the beauty of New York? And I think that's when you really know that you're kind of, you know, have found found a good a good place to yeah. be for a while. Yes, it is. It's the it's 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 a, you know the power of of networking and staying in touch with people. And then again, that's where the beauty of social media comes into, so that you can you can stay abreast of what other people are doing. So, can you tell our listeners how you define wardrobe styling? That's what you call yourself. At least that's what you call yourself on. Yes, I'm a personal wardrobe stylist, um, which is um, the way I define it is I work with people to figure out who they are, what their lifestyle is, what their goals are. And I help build a wardrobe to take them there. 
So it's, it's quite personal. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of inner work. I mean, I don't really let people off the hook. And I think the, when I'm the most effective and I have the biggest, uh, result with someone is when they really, you know, let me in and, you know, share with me, like, this is where I am. This is where I'm going. This is how I feel about it. You know, this is where I need help. So, because your wardrobe is a tool for life. I mean, we have to get dressed every day. You know that now. To do it, though, Katie, I don't know if everyone's getting dressed every day now, but in, 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 in a perfect right. world. We- <laughs> in a perfect world, we are. And I would say, though, I do have clients that are still getting dressed um, because they didn't for a while and they saw what it was doing to their day and their psyche. <laughs> That's you know? interesting. No, I, yes. I can see that. I can see yes. that a lot. Yes. But if we do want to leave the house, we do get, we do have to get dressed. So, you know, and I, you know, I'm, you know, all for enjoying your pajamas as long as possible, but you know, when you really want to do something and you want to go out and put yourself into the world, you want to be able to feel exactly like the best version of yourself. And also, uh, you know, giving the right message to whoever you're in front of. So you don't want to be fussing with your clothes. You don't say, is this the right thing? Is this appropriate? Um, Is it too much? Am I over the top? Am I, you know, is it not enough? So having, you know, having everything that you need all at the same time is a, is a big piece of what I do. You know, a lot of people will go out and they'll buy, you know, that cute top, right? Well, that's not going to get you that far when you have to leave the house. So you really kind of, you help people put it all together, but you also work at a deeper level. If I'm hearing this right, it's not just, gee, Joanne, that'll look good on you. It's that'll look good on you. And that fits in with who you are, who you are, what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve. And I start with those things, your personality, your lifestyle and your preferences. And so I triangulate those and, um, that, you know, is how I help you define your personal style. And then we do colors. So I do color theory with people and I figure out, you know, what you're actually going to look best in. And then once we know your color families and we know what your personal style is, then we shop and everything will come together seamlessly. Because if you're only shopping from the colors that look really great on you, then also everything is kind of interchangeable. Um, A lot of my clients say, Oh, this is like granimals, which I never knew that, but you might know what that is. I had to look it up. Oh, granimals. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So people yes, say, I, I had to look that up. I had never heard of that before, but people say that when they work with me, that it's like granimals, like everything is like seamless and it all works together. And it's like, you could get dressed blind. Um <laughs> I think you're probably the reason you probably didn't know is I, I, I'm I'm thinking that it's it's a generational thing. I haven't heard anyone say that in a long time. But yeah, uh, years yeah. ago, I dated someone who had to have his closet like animals, or he wouldn't be able to leave the house. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, the point is is to make it all simple. Right. That's um, personal style is knowing who you are, having what you need, knowing how to put it together, and. Um, then it's really simple when you want to leave the house and you're ready for anything. Ideally, so your you, life. <laughs> you, you really, the way you approach it is more getting into someone's psyche. 
too, to understand that part. Yes. Their psyche and their lifestyle. You know, I have a process and, you know, part of the process is people, you know, I ask them to tear out style tears, like from magazines or just clippings, or they can pull it from the internet if they want. So go over to this one woman's home uh, and she showed me her tears and they were all from like the Gucci runway. And she was um, a mom of a two-year-old. She was a a corporate lawyer. She worked at a bank, you know, in-house. And she would walk her child in Manhattan to school, you know, and then walk the rest of the way to the office. So I was like, this is like utterly unrealistic for you. The fact that you're showing me everything from the Gucci runway. But it told (laughs) me a lot about what she like, likes, you know, what she what resonates with her and what's kind of in her heart. Right. So those are her preferences. Right. And then I pair it with like her, her lifestyle, you know, let's get you some shoes you can walk in. None of these you can walk in, but, and then, you know, um, and then her personality, you know, she was kind of like quite shy, but funny and, um, you know, warm and obviously incredibly smart. So, you know, but she needs to be taken seriously in a, corporate environment as a lawyer she can't wear those things from the Gucci runway but the whole thing is the fact that she showed me that showed me a lot about what's going on inside her mind and what resonates with her so yeah it is kind of um you know it's peeling back the layers and you I gather that you don't take a um AI algorithmic approach the way um, a, a site like Stitch Fix might do no. And that's, you know, and I love that when that works for people, but I can't tell you how many clients, you know, come to me and, you know, we're editing their closet and I'm like, okay, why did you buy this? Or, you know, that, that doesn't work for you. And they're like, oh yeah, stitch fix, you know, and they just get things that just aren't right for them because the AI, it's just not as personal. And sometimes it works for people and that's great, but, um, you know, it, it's never going to get you as, close to what you really are as I would or another well, that's what I, I say that all the time I say it's there's so many great applications but you have to remember that it's artificial and sometimes it's more more artificial than intelligent and um, <laughs> that's a good way my, to put it you like that it's my new line I made it up the other day when I was fighting with a piece of artificial intelligence on yes, the phone I like, it. I like it well and there's um, this um they're doing like AR like augmented reality styling and they've been trying to do this for a long time like they scan your body and you know tell you you know what things might look good on your on your shape and you know, kind of help you pair things up. And I put it on my Instagram and said, like, would you try this? You know, because it's really interesting. And I actually had a client of mine who uh, works in at Microsoft um, in Seattle, and he sent it to me. And I was like, oh, I see you're trying to replace me. And he was like, no, he's like, I think that this would be like an amazing, you know, like, portion of like, how you, you know, it would augment you know, how you work and stuff. So, yeah, no, I think there are applications and I don't understand enough about 5G at this point, but when we go to 5G, the augmented reality applications would take that up a notch and make it really more real. 
if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. And it might, I, I, could see where, I could see where he was saying it, which is actually leads me to another question. So you don't work just with women. You also work with, with men. Is that correct? I work with men. Yeah. They actually, so when I was in San Francisco and launching, like Trunk Club was only for men. And, um, you know, I, what I was dating my boyfriend at the time, he was, you know, all his friends were like, wait, you're doing what? So I never have to shop again. Like you're hired. Right. So, so I met <laughs> men, I mean, I had more men as clients, like for a while in the beginning, you know, and then over time it, it kind of flipped and, um, you know, now they're, um, they're not the majority of my clients, but I've always worked with men. I love working with men They're Um, it's really easy for a guy to look great, you know? Right. It's much easier. They don't, there's not as there's much thought pieces. process. There's less pieces. First of all, there's less, less gear animals. There's less gear animals to put yeah. in order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I would imagine that, um, in this, um, pandemic that we've been living through that you've had to adapt things a little bit or again, you know, I know we, we mentioned that before, but there are days when, I, I don't know the last time, I have to be honest with you, I put on a pair of pants that had a zipper and I yeah. don't really intend to do it anytime soon because I'm afraid. But, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. So do you, and I, but I know, but I know even for myself that I see this trend towards more casual mm -hmm. styling. Yeah, I think we, um, I think, I don't know if you caught this or not, but Eileen Fisher, I saw just the other day, came out with a new line of sleepwear. She's never done that. And literally one of the one of the pieces in the line is a nap dress, which I don't know what mm -hmm. that means. But yeah. um, do you think, do you think that there's going to be a trend more towards more casual? Well, I think, um, I mean, is? right. Yeah. Lounge wear, lounge um, and athleisure has been, you know, wildly, popular for a while. Um, and certainly the pandemic has only pushed it farther in that way. Um, but I don't think the New York times, did you read sweatpants forever? No, I did. I missed that one, but I, <laughs> it's I, a good I, one. I, I think you'd actually really enjoy it, but it's, it sort of talks about how the, um, the unsustainable, how unsustainable the fashion industry was, you know, um, how retail was, you know, ever since the last recession, when I started my business there, you know, people just got so used to discounts because mm -hmm. that was what was going on back then that they wouldn't pay a full price for anything. And then fast fashion was also, you know, just growing and growing and, you know, people were consuming too much and making poor choices, but it didn't matter because it was $10, right? So, but it's just an insane amount of waste. And then additionally, um, and I'll try to make this brief, but fast fashion, the internet, and then the recession, um, the uh, people just got used to not paying full price. So it was like these three things. And then additionally, because the internet took away exclusivity, like it was all of a sudden everyone could shop at, you know, a boutique in like a small boutique in New York, even though they lived in Kansas city or whatever, the designers were pressured to, um, create things that were only for certain stores. So they were just creating too much and it mm -hmm. couldn't be bought without being discounted. So it was just, um, and you know, inevitably, I mean, it's, it's a bubble. So it burst, uh, with the pandemic. And the point of this is, is that the, 
the leisure, the athleisure and the lounge push, um, it's been going that way because people were able to see these like street style images that were actually highly styled there's stylists behind most of those like celebrities, but it Mm -hmm. made people want to buy more look like those people. And there was just like consumption going bonkers. The pandemic pushed people into loungewear. I think to your point, like Eileen Fisher's nap dress, I love pretty much everything she does. I love that company. I haven't seen the nap dress, but in overall, I think the correction in the retail market will be, something that is hopefully more sustainable as designers stop making as many collections, stop um, making as stop making collections that are so big that they're like constantly looking for someone to buy them. And it just, is like, and they're doing all this for runway only. It's just sort of like a big old waste. But I think that the comfort aspect has been, growing since I don't know maybe 2011 12 I don't think it's going away but I think there will be a turn especially after the pandemic where people do really want to get dressed again so (laughs) no I mean a person I I left corporate in 2008 so my style of dress changed after that you know putting on the suits that I had hanging in my closet would make me break out in a rash. So I personally have been going in that direction, not quite to the. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing too, is that like, you know, that's the whole thing with, with personal styling is like, okay, so your lifestyle has changed. Right. Um, and everybody's lifestyle has changed in the past eight, nine months where people are working from home. Some people will go back to the office. Some people have gone back to the office. Some people won't ever right? So the the whole point of having a wardrobe that works for you, and if it's like, you know, 60% lounge, but you can get dressed when you want to, that's fine. This is the whole point of what I want to do with people is have them make better choices for what they're consuming, what they're buying. Is this something that really works for my lifestyle? Do I feel good in it? You know, it doesn't matter if it's a pair of loungewear or a pair of jeans or a beautiful pair of trousers. Like, does this work for my lifestyle? Be realistic. Right. And you have all sorts of things that you offer to your clients. What is this? Curation, closet curation. Um, right. Books, so it's, you have all sorts of different things. Yes. So the, the style, um, the style consultation is where I kind of come in and we kind of, you know, get real, you know, figure out who you are, what you're trying to do in your life. And, um, and then I go th- into the closet and figure out what needs to be edited and what can stay and we can build off of. And then there's the shopping aspect. And then there's the styling, which is the lookbook where I will put together all of the outfits um, from the pieces that you have. And have you been able to adapt, like say, like a closet curation or a closet taking a look at it um, virtually? Yeah. You know what? It's actually... so because I started in San Francisco and then I moved to New York and I actually really started in Chicago way back when, but I have clients in San Francisco, Chicago, and New York and, and really all over the world. Um, as people, you know, move around, um, um, 
I, this during, I think it was in September, I got a new client from India and, um, she is totally comfortable doing the whole thing online and, um, and we have, and it's worked beautifully. And, um, but I've always been working with people, you know, from afar and I have, I keep an online wardrobe for them so that I can make looks. They tell me what they're doing. I can make a look for them, um, and send it to them because I have, you know, pictures of everything they own and everything I've bought them. So I've always been working, um, remotely with some clients and, um, and now, you know, it is more online and it's more virtual. There's a lot more zoom calls, a lot more video calls. Um, and I'm also working on creating an entirely, you know, 100%, you know, online course that, people can, can take and kind of self-direct. Um, and then I'm there for support because I do. Yeah. I want, I want to help more people. I've always wanted to help more people, but you know, the nature of my business is, you know, people generally want to work with me and there's only so many hours in the day. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited during this time during the pandemic where I have fewer, um, outside appointments that I'm, I'm able to kind of think through this finally. It's something I've wanted to do for a while. That is, that that is one of the pluses of the pandemic is that there's no, there's no real commute time. Although I'm I'm not always, I'm not always sure I make the best use of that extra time, but, um, but it is, it's, it's like, oh yeah, I can do those things together because I don't have to go anyplace. I, otherwise I would have to plan it out a little bit differently. My Um, commute is like to Central Park to see the ducks. That's like my big commute. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you know, it's just nice to get out of the house. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you have to, you really have to. And on days like, well, the day that we happen to be recording this, it's, it's not very pleasant outside. So I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen fresh air. I haven't felt fresh air all day. Um, so you've got this new plan. Do you work with any specific brands as an, in an influencer capacity, or you just go where you need to go for your particular clients? Don't, I don't, I don't, um, I mean, I, when people get my newsletter and um, if I'm talking about something or if there's a product link on my website, it's because I like that product and I think it would be good for many people. Um, that's not like paid. I'm not like an influencer because I don't want to really be beholden to anyone like that. Does that make sense? No, it does make sense. It means that you really want to make sure that you're doing the absolute best thing for your client, not exactly. because you're trying to please the influencer, the the brand first and exactly. your client. Yeah. I, I think that's, um, I, I call that integrity. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And how, how do you market yourself? Is this mostly been word of mouth for you because you've you've been, you have so many clients that love you and they just recommend you or do you, are you? It's been so wonderful. I, um, yes, it's a, I have a lot of word of mouth, um, referrals, which I'm so always so grateful and, um, so grateful for and really blessed to have. Um, I do zero paid marketing, uh, because I've never really had the, um, need for like, you know, Yelp, I'm on Yelp. So people, I guess that is marketing, but they'll call me and they'll say, Oh, let's run an ad. And I'm like, I couldn't run an ad if I wanted to, because I'm so busy. (laughs) So 
so that's really great, right? And then, you know, the, the flip side is like, oh, we'll just hire someone. And it's actually really hard to find someone um, that, you know, can just kind of like replace me. So I'm not thinking that no one else can do what I do, but, uh, you know, your clients kind of get used to you um, and trust you. It's a really personal connection. So yeah, um, no, that's exactly right. It's there's the yeah. human, you can't you can't always duplicate the human connection. Yeah, so I would say the marketing is is pretty organic. They f- people find me just through you know googling for a stylist, and I'll come up, um, and then they'll you know go to my website, read reviews. I think having a great website is like that's probably my biggest marketing tool. Um, I, well, I do um, I do have like an Instagram presence, but I don't use it you know, in a monetizing way. Um, it's just kind of like, it's, you know, it's a mix of work and personal and, um, and that's something that I do think is really important, especially for my company and my brand and who I am is to be really authentic. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm basically selling myself and my perspective. So I, I do want people to feel like they know me and can trust me before they, you know, even maybe really meet me. Yeah, no, and and you're absolutely right about your website being an important part. I always tell people think that social media is, is the be all and end all, and it's important. But the goal of it is always to drive people back to your website. It's mm-hmm. literally your virtual your virtual storefront. I did see mm-hmm. the um your um, post the other day about those fancy masks that are, was it? Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Redox shield. Yeah. My like a brilliant friend was like, you know, sitting in the, in the COVID hospital in California and she was like, we need better masks. And she was like, this is crazy. So she like created this and they're like, it's, it's like the science is amazing. It's incredible. So that's, you know, and that's something like, yeah. And they look great. They look great and they're so lightweight. It's like, I'm so happy to like, you know, help her and promote that. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I think I I need to order myself some. So um, I just have a couple more um, questions. Actually, um, I just have one more question for you. Um, And I think this would be a good way to, and before you tell us where we can find you, but you've been an entrepreneur for 10 years, which is really quite an accomplishment and, you, I'm sure you are very proud of yourself because a lot so, of, well, it's actually been 11. It's been 11. Okay. It's there you 11 go. Now, yeah. Which is wild, but yeah. But, but what, what advice might you have for those who are listening that are more of the entrepreneurial mindset on, on, you know, how you kept it going for these many years? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that I would say, you know, being in San Francisco for, I was lived in San Francisco for six years and there's such like an entrepreneurial spirit there. And it's all like, go, go, go. And you know, how fast can we break stuff is kind of like their Silicon Valley's like motto. Right. Exactly. But, um, you know, my, the way I did it and it, it worked for me. And I think it was because I was being really true to myself was I kind of went a little slower, you know, the first four websites I had, I built myself. Um, and it was a lot of word of mouth, you know, back then. And, um, I was really, I just, I kind of took it slow in a way, 
And I would say that that's my personality. And, you know, that's not for everybody. And that might not be the right thing for everybody. So, um, you know, I was laid off. So I had unemployment for when I started my business, too. So that really helped. I mean, obviously, some people have to like go faster because they need the income. Um, But um, yeah, I, I would say that I, I took my time to really figure out the intention behind everything. And I think, and I still use from the girl that stopped me on Michigan Avenue in Chicago and asked me to help her. I created like a, like a process and a question form. And I still use an iteration of that to this day. And it was like, I think I've just given like every single step of my company, like every single step along the way, I gave it a lot of thought. And I, I thought about the intention behind it. Like people were like, why don't you just grow? Why don't you just hire people? And I was like, I don't want to, like, I like what it is. Like not everything has to be enormous, you know, to be successful. And I think that that's probably why I'm still in business. No, I love that. I love that because I think there's this idea that if you're going to start a business, you're starting it to scale it so that you can sell it and make a gazillion dollars and and you don't have to approach starting a business like that. It can be a lifestyle business that supports you and 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 is can still grow and be healthy, but not yeah, to that. Yeah, and I'm happy to it's like you don't I, have to be selling stock in it. Exactly. And that was, you know, never something I really thought of. I mean, I truly thought that this was going to be a good business to have while I, you know, raised children. And, you know, here I am 11 years later, and I don't have any. So (laughs) this is like my seems like, you know, the baby I had. But, um, but the thing is, is that, you know, I had no idea what I was really starting when I I had no idea what it would become when I started it. And I I love where it's taken me. I love what it's given me, the connections I've had, the lives I've changed. You know, I mean, people tell me this, like I'm not making that up. So, you know, it's just been really wonderful, but it was never one of those things where, oh, I want to get famous doing this or like, you know, yes, sell my company on the stock exchange. I do want to maybe write a book. Um, I want to help more people through, you know, maybe that online course, hopefully that um, people respond to that. But, you know, it's really just about helping people feel good, live their life and um, consume smarter. I love it. I love it. That is such a great way to end. Katie, where can people find you? I know you have a newsletter that they can sign up for and you're on Instagram. You want to tell people where they can find you to follow you and get some of your insider tips, if not hire you. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. My website is Q, just the letter Q, Q qthestylist.com. And so is my Instagram handle. I, um, I'm a bit slacking on Facebook because after the last election in 2016, I had to leave Facebook. Um, and, but I'm getting back to it a little bit and, um, I'm also on Twitter, which I'm not also very active on, but so yeah, those are, those yeah, are I think Instagram is the best place for you anyway, as the, as the marketer. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, wonderful. I love talking with you, Joanne. Thank you for your time. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing Mindfulness and Martinis. 
This show would not be possible without my incredible creative and production team, Nadi, Cherry, Anthony, and Wah. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so other people can find us and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've got a question you'd like answered or a topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me a note, info at joannetumbrakis.com. And until next time, remember, whatever got you to where you are isn't enough to keep you there. <laughs>